Hello, and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your Biz and Mindset Coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality. We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. Welcome back, beautiful people, to the Spiraling Higher podcast. It's me, Sam, your mindset and manifestation coach. And today we are bringing you one of the most exciting and expansive conversations I've had in a very long time about manifestation. Erin is an absolute force to be reckoned with. And I met her back in New York last month. We were sitting just diagonally from each other at the dinner table. And I was making my rounds, trying to make sure that I had said hi to everyone. And then when I finally saw Aaron, I realized I feel like I know this person. And it turned out that I've been totally following her and watching and consuming all of her content for several months. And I was like, that's it. That's where I recognize you from. And she has this incredible inner glow that just radiates from the inside out. And she is just she is connected. She is tuned in. And so I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation that we have together with Gina. But Erin is a universal channel, psychic healer, and spiritual business coach. And with her channeled guidance and quantum energy healing modalities, she helps clients and her community unlock peace, purpose, and prosperity. Her mission is to help all reclaim their power and live as their highest self. And truly, she is walking the walk and talking the talk. This conversation addresses quantum jumping, things like channeling. I mean, I was mind blown. There were so many different reframes that she gave me that really helped me kind of hone in on what I believe to be true about manifestation. And so having three people in one space talking about all things manifestation and quantum jumping, and it was just wild. We can't wait to hear what you think about it. So stay tuned. Having a consistent breathwork practice has literally changed my life. And I know it will change yours too. This app is different from all of the other mindfulness apps out there, and I really want you to try it with me. And so you get 30 days free when you visit www.withopen.com slash Sam30. I hope you will experience open for 30 days. Give yourself the opportunity to see how things change when you practice something like this regularly. I'm so excited to see what it does for you. So again, you can join me on open by going to www.withopen.com slash Sam30. Oh my gosh, Erin, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. I was mentioning how I've been stalking you and just consuming so much of your content and it has just been honestly so uplifting and I can't wait to dive into all of it. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I feel the exact same way, Erin. When I met you in New York, I just kept thinking that you looked so familiar and I could not figure out why. And then it was only after I started talking to you that I realized, wait, I've already saved so many of your videos on quantum leaping, on light language. And so we're so 
so, so, so excited to get into all of that. But I think for all of our listeners, I just quickly want you to talk a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are, because I know that you were Mm -hmm. a killer Wall Street banker, which so many people would not expect (laughs) from you now. I know, right? Yeah. And a real identity for you. So tell us about that journey, that transition. How did you get here? Yeah. So... I think for me, I always was extremely spiritual and like had all these crazy things going on with me, like behind closed doors. So no one in my actual life reality, whatever you want to call it, um, knew about these things that were kind of like, you know, like I was in the spiritual closet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And it just got to a point where I recognized that my full purpose and what I was here to do was going to be bigger than what I could do, you know, on Wall Street or like in that space. I think for a lot of people when they leave, like, like there's always this narrative of I hated that career and like this was my soul calling. But for me, that was actually a huge part of my soul calling too. Mm -hmm. Like I learned a ton about manifestation. There was like divine feminine awakening, just being in that masculine dominated space and just like having to come in like into this feminine power. So yeah, my guides, I don't know if your audience is like familiar with that type of thing, but um, my spirit team started making it super crystal clear to me that it was just time to say bye. And it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful transition. It just felt like right place, right time. So yeah. In that transition for you, I think a lot of our listeners, including even us, as we transition from one phase of our life to the next, there comes a lot of confusion. And I think one of the biggest questions is knowing, is this my higher self telling me to move? Or is this fear Is this intuition? Is this doubt? You know, I think that's part of, you know, that whole figuring it out. Which voice do you listen to? So I would love for you to touch on how you differentiated between all the different voices and ultimately knew which one was the one that you had to listen to. I think even if you don't consider yourself to be a channel or or someone who receives information like telepathically um, and clairvoyantly like I do, you can still filter it through your heart, right? Like ultimately you can just, your heart is the purest sort of like source for you to discern what is right for you and what is not. And I just felt it in my heart. I just knew that there was so much that I was hiding that I was like keeping to myself that just needed to be expressed. um, And I just let that lead me because I think as humans, our ultimate fear is if I do this, like, will I be safe in the future? Will I be secure? Mm -hmm. And that thought in itself is rooted in lack. It's believing that in the future, my needs won't be met in some type of way, Mm -hmm. but if everything is created out of abundance, then that has to be false. Right. And so you can kind of like do that that reverse engineering to to get to the core of what is my ego believing, but what is what does my soul know to be true? And what my soul knows to be true is no matter what decision I make, I will be okay. So it, it really doesn't matter if I choose to do this or not, mm-hmm. I will ultimately be supported. And that just gave me the strength to just make that leap. <laughs> Making that I leap. I love that. Oh, I love that because it sounds like you had to lean on so much trust. And earlier you mentioned that your guides were making this very clear. So for someone who has never connected with their guides, would not have any inkling as to whether or not their guides were connecting with them, how do you know Mm -hmm. that your guides are connecting with you? So... How I put it is the universe can communicate with us in so many different ways. Like, of course, we have people who are 
more directly connected and they're like, I hear this or I see this, but it could be as simple as like you, for whatever reason, you're guided to listen to a song and then something clicks or you watch Mm. a certain movie or, or maybe even things start falling apart. So for me, that was a huge piece of it. Like Mm. things just started feeling out of alignment. Um, typically when things go like really wrong in my life, I know it's time. I know that something's like dematerializing so I can like make this, this quantum shift. So even with work, there were like, things that were going on that it just further solidified to me that, okay, this is falling apart for a reason. You are, you have vibrationally expanded out of this environment. And you, when you try to hold on to that too, um, your guides or just the universe is going to also make that known. Yeah. So yeah, you just have to, to get attuned to all the different synchronicities in the signs. Mm. I think that's been one of the biggest lessons for me as I have navigated through my own spiritual journey has been like you said, learning all the different ways through which the universe speaks to us. And, you mm-hmm. know, whether it be through your friends or even through our experiences, or like you said, through a song, I've been really opening myself up to that a lot more. Cause I think a lot of people stay rooted in a season of like, nothing's happening for me. Like universe, give me a sign. And the universe is like giving you so many signs and you're just not <laughs> exactly. seeing or hearing them. And so I love that you shared that because I think more people need to become just more aware through all of the different ways that the universe can speak to us and be giving us gifts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And oh my gosh, Aaron, I feel that what you just touched on is so, so important for people to understand, which is that when you are making a quantum leap, there is no longer any room for your old self, for your old mm-hmm. life. So a lot of times in manifestation, I see my clients asking for the next level version of themselves, the next level version of their life. And then they get really upset when things start, quote unquote, falling apart. And I'm like, this is part of that. This is part of the clearing. This is part of the energetic calibration to get you to where you want to go. 100%. Yeah. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that because I feel that you speak so, so eloquently about quantum leaps. You know, what really separates a quantum leap from someone just enforcing a new habit? Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So with quantum leaps, Even this word leap, right? Vibrationally, energetically, it implies that you are going somewhere that is drastically different. Mm -hmm. So it looks different. It feels different. There are different people that you are a different version of yourself. So this, this gap between where you are now and where you're shifting within that leap, yes, you have to let go of this, this older version of you. Your reality is rearranging to show you who you now are because energetically you have shifted. That's really all a leap is. You have shifted on some level Mm. to where now the outer reality can just show you that you are different Mm. because the reality itself is a reflection of you. And so we get scared and it's like we want to cling on to like these things that are so familiar that we know so well while simultaneously asking for this newer version and this new self. And I think even in manifestation, when we are trying to manifest something, we're also attracting the lessons that come with that experience to become this person who can hold the new reality. So it's like you lose that job or you you break up with somebody or they break up with you and you're like, but what's going on? And it's like, well, the universe is like, you wanted this new change. You've been shifting internally and like these things are just energetically not a match anymore. Mm. 
I wow. love that you just said that because one of the biggest things that Sam and I have been talking about recently has been how contrast and negative experiences are for our expansion. It's all for the yes. expansion. And I think people are too used to separating the good versus the bad. And they think mm-hmm. that it's only working when they're getting the thing that they want. Whereas like you said, in order to get the thing that you want, you have to go through certain lessons, through certain experiences. You have to become a version of yourself that can, oh, I don't want to say handle that reality, but you know, come into that. And so I love that you you touched on that because so many people I think need to embody that a little bit more so that they can start to see all the ways that things are always working out for them. I agree. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Aaron, is that your belief actually that everything is always working out for you? With contrast? Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Even with contrast, I think you really have to shift into start seeing it as something that's just allowing you to know what you prefer to experience next. Mm. It's like learning how to be in that pivot where you're not so stuck on like, this isn't working, this isn't working. And you train yourself to start asking, well, okay, this isn't working, but what is it that I actually prefer to experience? What is it helping me to identify? Because that's really all we're doing. We're just surfing these waves of infinite possibility. And for us to consciously come into realization of what we would prefer to experience next, we have to experience something that feels uh, like a polarity to that, right? Something that our human selves wants to call bad, but it's just like, oh, hey, you don't want to go in this direction, right? You don't like this, so go in the other direction. And when you just see it like this fun game of constantly being pointed in the right direction, then there's nothing left to fear. Mm. Wow, that's actually such a beautiful perspective because earlier on in my spiritual journey, I really hated contrast. Like every time I would experience contrast, I'd be like, oh, this means I'm doing something wrong, right? And I think that's how most people see it. But as I've been Mm -hmm. developing on my journey, Mm -hmm. I've been realizing sometimes I'm unclear on what I want. And the universe is like, great, we'll just give you what you don't so that you know what you do want, so that you can redirect your focus. Mm -hmm. And like you said, continue choosing more and more of those experiences that you want. And so I just feel that a lot of people, when they do experience these moments of contrast, and me included at times, they just shut down. They're like, this is not working. Mm -hmm. Maybe even like I shouldn't have asked for this. And so how can we just instill some faith? You're such a beautiful channeler. How can we instill some faith in people who are going through that hard moment, right? Mm -hmm. Right before they experience that shift in their reality that really reflects the leap. Yeah, that really reflects back to them. No, this is working out for you. I think in those moments where you really feel at your lowest, you are meeting yourself on a new level. And that is a part of your awakening. That is a part of your ascension. You need to feel the, you need to see through this illusion, right? The illusion of fear that you're not getting something and that something's not going to work out. Ultimately, you're just believing that everything is not already inside of you. Mm. And the universe is just pushing you to hit that rock bottom sometimes so you can sit in that feeling, right? It's like if, if when, especially when we get heartbroken, right? We're like, oh my gosh, like the world is ending. It's yes. so painful. But <laughs> you learn so much about yourself in those moments. And I think if we all can learn to just embrace Embrace, um, embrace those moments and not call them bad, but just truly see them as opening us up and expanding us into more love of self, into more remembrance of who we really are. Mm. 
I love that. One of my favorite things that I choose to believe in is I believe that as big as the, the pain is, as big as the contrast is, the gift on the other side is as big, if not bigger. Oh my and goodness, so yes. whenever I'm going through something really painful, I'll just be sobbing and being like, I can't wait to see what's on the <laughs> other side. Because I really believe that. I mean, when you think back on your life, you can see all those hardest times, the worst breakups, mm. you know, losing friendships, losing a job. They've always yes. led to my greatest expansion. And so that's something that I'd like to choose to believe in because it does give you that sense of hope even as you're going through the pain. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And have alignment hacks that you just use to stay grounded in those experiences. Like I always have my go-to, which is gratitude that mm. instantaneously shifts me into a higher vibration, which makes me go through the the shift and the leap faster. Sometimes it's as simple as take a nap, right? Get out of your mind, yeah. take that alignment nap, go for a walk, go for a hike, go spend time with friends and family, like people that are going to create this feeling of love inside of you. Mm. And it it just, it grounds you through those experiences. Whereas I think a lot of people sometimes too, they want to isolate. It's mm. like, oh, my life isn't perfect right now. Everything isn't going right. So let me just like lock myself in the house until everything manifests. And it's, that's not life. Life is like all of it. It's the ups, it's the downs. And if you can just learn to appreciate them, no matter where you are, the journey will go a lot smoother. Mm. I love that so wow. much. Erin, <laughs> I feel like just like <laughs> soaking it all in. It's so good because I think, yeah, I think a lot of people just do need to be reminded of that because I think in a lot of ways when things aren't going our way, we feel like we're being punished. Mm -hmm. when really it's like the universe is trying to gift us with something. And so we almost taint that gift by turning it, it into punishment, right? And the way that we respond to that. So I'm just kind of loving the direction that you're going with all of this, which is really just trying to see life for what it is, which is yeah. really just goodness right at the root of it. Is, and that's what I think we need to try to, I guess, channel into. Yeah. I love uh, this concept of gift because when you see something as a gift, reality will show you that it's a gift. Mm. So if you call something bad, you can only be reflected back that it's bad. Mm. And it sometimes that makes things spiral even like more out of control, if you will, yeah. as opposed to shifting and saying, okay, I don't understand this, but I just trust that, you know, this is working in my highest favor. This is a gift. right? And you mm. can shift through things so fast just by you holding that perception. Yes, I totally agree. And one thing too, I think when, let's talk about ego, because I think recently myself included, I feel like I, I was really villainizing my ego for a long, long time. I was like, that bitch, you know, she <laughs> yeah. keeps getting in the way. And I've recently tried to shift my perception of my ego into more of a security guard, almost like this protector in a way to kind of, mm -hmm. hey, something's coming up and it's, it's alerting me. And, you know, it's almost like a guard dog that you're like, okay, you're not right in freaking out about this, but you're doing it out of protection and out of, out of love. So I would love mm -hmm. for you to maybe how what is your view on ego you know how do you communicate or deal with in, in relation to your ego I see the ego as a false self so I'll give you guys an example of this if all of our memories were just wiped clear right now you didn't remember your name your ethnicity your gender where you grew up where you were born like all these things right all these things that you just experience as soon as you come out of the womb. If all of that just goes away and you couldn't remember who you were, it would just be pure, clean consciousness. You wouldn't yes. be assuming anything. Mm. There wouldn't be a story. There wouldn't be any 
anything that you were creating, you would just be pure awareness. Mm. So I think everything that comes after that pure awareness is ego. Oh. And it could be positive qualities. It could be, they could be negative qualities. They, they're just all a part of this self that has been created through the experiences that you've lived. Mm. And when you learn to separate yourself see yourself as the awareness, the observer behind this, this personality, it, you can make friends with it because you can understand why it's trying to keep you protected, like you said, why it's trying to keep you safe, why jealousy might come up in comparison and all the, all the human emotions that we go through. And you can observe this from a place of non-judgment. Mm. And this part is so crucial because I think when a lot of people are like witnessing their ego, they uh, it's almost like they they shame themselves. It's like, oh, but I'm too spiritual. I shouldn't be feeling this. Like, why is this totally. coming up? And it's just accept it, embrace it, love it, see it almost as a child. I think mm. this this pure this purity that is just operating on some level out of fear and protection, exactly like what you said. Mm. Wow. I love that because actually in my program, I asked that question towards the beginning about who would you be if you had amnesia, right? If you had no memories mm. of the past, if you had never been conditioned, you were just literally yes. plopped onto earth, what would you think was possible? And this raises a lot of questions. People have to really get curious about what would I think is possible if I didn't have memories. And so the ego is really, it's super time bound, right? Which is a false notion, right? Time yeah. doesn't exist. We're just here in the present moment, but we can launch ourselves very quickly into past with our memories. We can launch ourselves into future with imagination. But what's so beautiful about this mechanism is that you can do this in a positive way as well. And you know what I tell people about manifestation is that Okay, right now you're experiencing anxiety in the present based on something bad that you're imagining happening in the future. And you're rejecting the idea that you can do the same thing with gratitude. My life has calmed down a lot, but I used to literally be the queen of chaos. Like anything that could fucking go wrong would just go wrong. It would be like flat tire and then my car, something with my car and then this and then like those, I think that time of my life it really did teach me energetic mastery because when everything's going wrong continuously and you just keep choosing alignment, you just keep choosing alignment. It's like you get to a point where nothing phases you, which is why I just laugh mm. at it. Like no, there's nothing that anybody could tell me that I would just not laugh, find a way to laugh, at, find a way to laugh at in some type of way. It's just, it's just it comes with the experience, you know? And when you laugh at it, it's, Whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that perspective so much. It's so funny because my brother's actually been also going through a lot of contrast where it's just like a series of unfortunate events, like his visa being denied and like not being able to board the plane and then like being dropped out of the tournament. Like there's things that he's going through. And I talked to him the other day and he was just like, honestly, like, this has to be some kind of sick joke. Like something good. He was like, something good has got to happen shortly because this has just been all so much. He didn't say it was all so bad. He just was like, this is just, I don't it's know. Just like, this is messed up. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, this is messed up. And he's like, something good's got to come out of it. But I have to be honest, like me personally, like I, my faith muscle just has not been that strong. Things have just not been feeling good. And I'm really trying to not make it mean something, but it feels like something. And when you said about the perception of the gift, I thought, wow, I wonder how much that could change things for me if I were to see this as a gift. Because right now I'm mm -hmm. definitely 
I'm definitely not seeing it that way. It feels like, like I'm not seeing it. That yeah, way. and like I think I have to like just give a voice to that too because sure. like the the spiritual part of me is like see it as a gift, you know? See see contrast as redirection and there's a part of me that's like no. I don't want to. <laughs> like, no, this is actually just fucked up. <laughs> yes. And I hate that because I know that the only thing I have control over is my response. And I'm like judging that that is my response, right? And so I don't know what your thoughts are on that because sometimes it feels like, okay, I get that I only have my ability to respond, but this is the response I'm having. And then I have like another meta version of me outside of that. That's like, wait, that's not a very good response. But then like, that's another judgmental response. And then like the judgmental mm -hmm. responses just keep being my responses. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, when do I, when do I break this cycle? Cause I think like, honestly, this is a really good experience for me mm -hmm. to reflect back to my clients because that's mm -hmm. what happens Love with that. them, right? They just get stuck exactly. in these cycles of like, negative response and then negative response to that and then and then law of attraction is bringing you more of that and so mm -hmm. I mean I'm conscious and aware enough to notice that that is the pattern that I'm in whereas most people wouldn't even know that they were in the we'll pattern recognize it mm -hmm. yeah and so what do you what do you do after you recognize it acceptance it's truly in the spiritual community there's this idea that like happiness and joy and peace and like those vibrations and emotions are on this pedestal above other like what we would call lower vibrational emotions when actually source god creator the universe whatever resonates for people is having this experience of all of it simultaneously and doesn't place like something that you perceive to be bad or going wrong is equally as beautiful to source as something that you perceive to be going amazingly well because there's always yeah. value in every single experience. So if you're pissed, if you're like, God, I'm really going through it, like I'm so frustrated, you can just literally just accept, I'm experiencing frustration. Oh, wow. What a cool element of the human experience. Like I'm just experiencing it, but it's I don't have to like judge it or shame it or attach to it. It's just like, that's what it is right now. And in that moment of acceptance, something really cool, is ha cool happens, you transcend through it. Cause it's mm. not holding you. Like you're, you're not, it's just not holding you there. You're not trapped in it because you can see it. And once you love it and accept it, it's like, oh, you move through it with the, like just loving all of it. If that makes mm. sense. <laughs> it completely does. And this actually explains why it's so hard to move into a new level of money manifestation, because when you are so, so upset with your money story, say your bank account, and you're experiencing so much shame for that, it's very hard to transcend it right? You're not in acceptance yet of the situation that you've created. And so there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of shame. And I bet that's what you work with when it comes to clients when they first come into your container. That attachment to, to the thing that you think you need to be valid or validated, that's your ego. Your ego is telling you, oh, well, because you don't have this amount of money or this title or this, I know for a lot of women, it's like, oh, you're not engaged yet or in your 30 or like whatever, whatever the thing is for you. The whole point is for you to understand that those things have zero, hold zero weight about who you truly are as a soul. So for me, how I healed and shifted through a lot of like my money wounds and like that whole journey was truly seeing that regardless of how much money I ever had at any point in time, it was never going to, to measure up to who I am as a soul ever. You can be a billionaire, right? It, it really doesn't matter. That amount in the physical 
doesn't ever capture or represent or reflect the like the infinity of your soul. So you have to change if you think, oh, I'm like this amazing, great person because I have money, this amount of money or this job or this is going well, you are still using that attachment as the reason why you are able to feel happiness in the moment. And with awakening and ascension, it's about getting to this place of unconditional peace, meaning no matter the condition, no matter what's in the bank, no matter what I can see happening, I 100% unconditionally love, accept, and validate me just based on the fact that I am an extension of God's source. And like, that's it. Mm, Wow. This is something I talk about in my container as well, how, you know, getting the thing and then being happy because of it is a very slippery slope. Because now you have to keep getting the thing. You know, even getting the thing is not satisfactory. You need even more of the thing, right? Because the thing was what made you happy. And so you're attached to that and you need more of it to like ensure your happiness for longer periods of time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just said, even if you get it, it's it's kind of not satisfactory because there's this fear that it's going to go away. And so what I teach them is a lot is very similar to what you're saying is how do I become unconditionally peaceful? How can I actually in the face of things going wrong choose unconditional happiness and like that, like you said it doesn't mean joy and light all the time, right? It means acceptance of all of it and not constantly trying to change it. And so what's interesting is that every single client that comes to us is trying to change something. And so that can be really confusing for someone. Someone is trying to change something and they come to us. And sometimes I joke that I'm like a demotivational speaker because when they come to me, I'm like, I'm like, there's nothing to change. Right. And that's, that's like half the work is like realizing that there's nothing to change. Like what needs to change is how much you're judging this thing. When in reality, this thing is just an experience. This thing is just trying to get you to expand. This thing is trying to teach you more unconditional love. This is not a bad thing, right? And so that's where so much of the work happens. And so I'm curious if that's what your journey looks like too with your clients or what are you seeing most of the time when clients come into your container? Because I know most of them are trying to build up their business and money acumen. Yeah, for most of my clients, they... They really need help with understanding this unconditional piece that we're talking about, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything that you want to create in your life or manifest in your life, it's not the actual thing itself that's going to bring you happiness or what you're after. You're just after the feeling. And the feeling that we experience as love and happiness, that's just alignment with our highest self that is always in this pure state of unconditionally accepting everything and everyone all the time. And so it's like, oh, I really Mm. want this thing because then when I have it, I'm going to feel happy. But we can just reverse engineer this whole thing. You can feel happy now. And then your reality would start to reflect to you that state of being. So something that I really teach all of my clients is... There is a difference between ego-based manifestation and soul-based manifestation. When I manifest things from my soul, I'm creating from completion. I'm creating from this awareness and knowingness that I am the universe, I am source, experiencing the next fun thing, the next interesting thing, not the thing that I'm trying to create to then have something that I don't already have. You, it's like totally mm. different when you are like this is all just me and my energy and this is my playground. And like, there's, there's literally nothing outside of me. So everything that I choose to manifest, create, attract, whatever we want to call it is really just me playing in my own energy. 
So yes. it was never mm. separate for me to begin with. And then that's when you just collapse this whole illusion on its head. And you're just like, this is just really fun. We're just going to keep like always being on the way to something else that is expansive. And yeah, it might come with some shitty lessons or whatever, but like that's a part of the journey too. And I'm okay with that. And now you're just mm. like totally at peace all the time and there's no attachment. I am mm. literally obsessed with everything that you just said because you call it ego versus soul-based manifestations and I call them fear versus freedom-based manifestations. Mm. And mm. when I'm talking about fear-based manifestations or like you said, ego-based manifestations, those are the ones where you're saying to yourself, I will be happy then right? Yes. If I get this, then I will feel okay. If I get this, then I can be happy or then I can be at peace. And these are the things that continue to keep you on the wheel, that continue to keep you in the hustling, in the chasing, any achievement mm -hmm. of that thing, any step closer to that thing absolves nothing. You just, it just keeps, it's a wheel. But the freedom-based yeah. manifestations, like you said, and I just, I just got chills when you were talking, are those ones where, like you said, I'm creating from completion. There's nothing to gain. Yeah. There's nothing to fix. I'm just playing in my own energy. And the number one way I know that someone is connected to a freedom or a soul-based manifestation is there's no longer a timeline. You don't care at all when this thing comes in because you're just enjoying the literal process. The process becomes your joy, yes. not the results of that process. And so this is, I, I can tell our work is so connected. And when I was talking to you in New York, I was like, I just can't wait to get her on because <laughs> this is what I want people to understand about manifestation. And so there's been a lot of, and I don't know if you've seen this, Aaron, but there's been a lot of, I feel negative talk on the on social media about manifestation, like people are waking up and realizing, wait, getting things don't make me happy. That's conditional. I'm like, totally. Right. But that's not the way we're teaching manifestation, right? Sure. We're not actually helping people just get things that they want and then feel happy for a temporary amount of time. I'm almost trying to get people to completely divorce themselves from the idea that they need to manifest. I'm like, we're, we're actually just healing and accepting and then things manifest. Absolutely. Yes. And I want to explain something about this ego manifestation too. When you manifest from your ego, that is when you start attracting the other lessons and circumstances that are ultimately going to get you beyond your attachment to the thing. So temporarily you might, you, you'll get the thing and you will temporarily be happy, but there's always going to be this continual lesson that your higher self is trying to show you. It was never about the thing, but when you're creating from your heart and your soul and it's just fun and it's, it's just so in alignment, you don't also attract like all of the other BS, right? My guides call this they're like, it's the the light quotient. The vibrational potency of the manifestation Ooh. is much different when it's coming straight from the soul. And also yeah. it manifests faster. Mm. Things manifest yes. faster because mm -hmm. the heart-based frequency, it's so accelerated. It, it vibrates like at the speed of source is even what I'm hearing right now. So it can just drop in from the quantum field like that. Whereas if it's tainted, vibrationally tainted with like, fear and ego and like, I just want to manifest this thing to then show everybody else. It's like, okay, well, other things is go are going to come with that manifestation. Yes. Mm. Oh my gosh. And I love how you said that when you attract from your ego, you're going to receive lessons that teach you almost that you attracted from your ego. Yeah. And that was yeah. one of the things that really started me on my journey was being in such an ego-based place and like needing certain things outside of me and then getting them and then being like, 
where where's my happiness? Like where's my peace? <laughs> yeah. I was like this this shit's broken. Like where <laughs> is my good feelings? And it was like this total undoing of like oh my gosh, like none of these things even do make me happy. And they, I think they did like you said temporarily, but then like you said exactly what follows right after that is the lesson that it wasn't the thing. And so then I just had to go on this mm. inward journey of like releasing things and mm-hmm. just being a addicted to being in the process and like enjoying every step of the way. And like Mm. you said, Gina and I have experienced some very wildly synchronistic moments where we can't, we can't fathom how earth time does not match up to like the source speed of manifestations, right? It's the ones where we are just truly connected to the playful energy. We don't need anything from it. To be honest, this podcast in and of itself was just like, it happened in a flash. It's so hard to explain. If I look back on the timeline, I'm like, how did that happen in like one month, two months? But they just happen so quickly because we're just, we were in that heart energy. And thank you so much for explaining that Mm. because even me sometimes, I'm like, how did that happen so fast? But then, (laughs) But even when I ask that question, I'm like, who's asking, right? It's like, that's almost like my Mm. ego just trying to wrap its mind around it because it's only known everything through time. And so even in asking that question, it's like, who's, who wants to know, right? It's the ego. (laughs) Mm. And I, I also want to share a practical example of ego-based manifestation and soul-based manifestation, because I know sometimes this can also create guilt for people um, if they feel like, oh, money is not spiritual or like materials are not spiritual. And that's not true. Everything is spiritual. It's just the the intention that you're bringing to that experience. So example, let's say there's one person who like wants to manifest this new shiny car. And it's like, okay, when I get this car, then maybe I'll attract the girl of my dreams. Then maybe all of these people will see me this way. Then I will feel validated within myself because I'll have this type of car, right? That would be ego-based manifestation. Soul-based manifestation would look like this. I really would love to attract or manifest this car because the way I'm going to feel in it when I'm riding with the windows down and the wind is just like blowing in my hair and I'm going to feel beautiful. And I love the design. I love the the texture, the color. I love all of the creativity they put into this design. It's like you're in love with you having that experience. You're not trying to manifest something to get something else from other people. Like if you want a Chanel purse or whatever it is, the thing it doesn't matter. The universe is totally neutral on whatever we want to experience. But are you attracting that from a place of love where you're like, I just would, I love that design or I would just love the feeling of that on my arm and like the color. And it's just a totally different way of creating reality. Well, I love that. And just to add on to that, I think that when you're wanting to buy a Chanel bag because you want to prove something to somebody, like I want to prove to them that I can get it or I want to look a certain way, that's actually still manifesting from scarcity, Yes. right? It's, it's still coming from a place of lack, which is exactly what you're saying. And actually something that I, I just left Sam a voice note this week about this was I think I'm kind of moving away from manifesting things. And I think it's much more about 
manifesting feelings. You know, like right now, what I'm trying to focus on is just manifesting a feeling of, yeah, just being able to connect to all of the abundance around me. Because one of the things that I've really come to know is that abundance doesn't just come in the form of money. Of course. <laughs> right? Abundance comes in the form of so many other things. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just trying to manifest being able to see all of that. Like I just want to manifest being able to have the vision and the clarity to actually witness all of the gifts that the universe has versus I want to manifest whatever, certain car, things like that. Not that that's not a good thing. I still want those things. But I think when you shift into manifesting feelings, you're constantly now scanning and being open to, like I said, all the ways that the universe is working out for you versus trying to look for that thing you're trying to manifest. Absolutely. And manifestation, it's People tend to think when I'm focusing on the thing I want to manifest, I'm in a state of manifestation, but like manifestation is always happening. So when my clients come to me, the first thing that we do is we actually don't even focus on trying to manifest the thing. It's like, okay, let's raise your energetic baseline frequency. This baseline frequency is if I called you up tomorrow, middle of the day, how are you typically going to feel? What's the 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 mm-hmm. usual range of emotions or just energy that you're sitting in? That's actually what's creating your reality on autopilot. So like where I am in my life now, there are like, of course, there are a few things I want to manifest and create, but most of the time... I don't even focus on things. Like I don't have a timeline. I don't really have goals. I'm just in that energy of freedom and bliss and just fun all the time. That's already going to bring in everything that my soul could possibly want anyways. I don't have to sit there and like, okay, like universe, this, this, and this. Because what actually happens is my best manifestations have been things that I could have never consciously even knew that I wanted because it was too grand. It was too big. Infinite intelligence arranged some shit I could have never thought of. I I could have, <laughs> I can't make this yes. shit up, right? So it's 100%. like when you're just like going with it and you're going through life frisky and fun and invincible and like whatever, these things just drop in anyways. Yes. Mm, oh my gosh. Oh, that just gave me so many chills because <laughs> Gina and I, one of the greatest thoughts we've ever had that's given us so much peace is like, I can't imagine like the best manifestations. I literally can't. You know, my linear, yeah. yes, my linear mind can only just kind of remix what I've already experienced and what I've already seen. But like, mm-hmm. I'm literally connected to infinite source. Like, I literally can't imagine. And so I know you were obviously at the event in New York where we met, Aaron, but I said to um, all the people who were there that if I had told you last year what I thought my life was going to look like, it would have been just this crazy, crazy small, 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 small limited version of what I'm experiencing now because I just couldn't have imagined it. There was so much information ahead of me that I needed to make certain decisions and get to the place that I am. And so we have to kind of become comfortable with just literally seeing the one stone ahead of you. You don't need to know 20 stones, 25, 30 stones. Mm -hmm. You just take Mm -hmm. that one step and know that when you are in the energy, like you said, of like freedom and play, it's like, that's the law of attraction. Like you literally don't have to worry about it. Like things <laughs> literally, things literally just happen. And so it's so funny, but in my program, everyone comes in feeling really specific about like what they want. And it's like, I, I feel like the most backwards manifestation coach sometimes because I'm almost trying to like deconstruct that thing. I'm like, <laughs> sure. I'm, taking a, I'm taking away like the stories that you've attached to this, the feelings that you've attached to this, we're becoming unconditional. And then usually by the end, they're, they're kind of, conf- they're not confused at the end, but like towards the end, they're kind of feeling like, okay, I don't know 
if I even want that anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, good. Yes, yeah. it's working. But yeah. they're so confused because yes. all of the previous manifestation rhetoric is very like, focus on the thing, be specific, mm -hmm. three, six, mm -hmm. nine method. And I think this is so confusing for people because it's all rooted in ego. It's all fear-based. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what if I don't get it? So if I'm not going to get it, oh my gosh, I'm going to do all the practices. I'm going to do the subliminals. And it's like, all of that's coming from fear though. I think mm. because basically what we're talking about right now is like this specific manifestation versus general manifestation, where in general manifestation, you're just trusting in this universal mind to bring you the best, absolutely craziest thing that's going to like blow your mind that you can't even think of yourself. I think playing with specific manifestation is great in the beginning because mm. at some level you, you need to see that you are the creator of your reality. It, it builds that trust it builds the faith and it it can be very exciting like ah oh, that yeah. was the exact thing that i wanted but i think you outgrow playing that game yes because like you said on some level there's still an attachment there's still this fixation on something that you you think is the perfect thing when in reality we will never know the the best no. thing ever because that's not the 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 level of consciousness we're experiencing right now our job is to really just like mm. experience the contrast, identify what we prefer, and then let the higher mind organize the highest possible outcome and like way to bring us that thing. Oh yeah. my gosh. I think that's been one of the greatest lessons is just get moving yeah. out of the way. Oh my goodness. Yes. Right? Just moving yes. out of the way. Like I'm not going to try to take all the tools and all the materials and try to build it myself when I have a master architect of infinite source energy to do that for me. I'm like, okay, you do that. I'll just be over here and I'm just going to have fun. And what, what a relief is. that is. Like, that sounds so much easier and so much more fun. And, you know, kind of going back to the general manifestation, I love that you call it that. I've never really looked at it that way. But one of the greatest things that I've learned about manifestation is that if you're trying to manifest, let's just say 10 different things, if you can just feel good about one of them or honestly feel good about anything, you'll get all 10. Absolutely. Or you're going to get something even better better where you won't even notice you're forgetting those 10 things at all because you're going to be so happy anyway. And so I've been really trying to embody this childlike energy to approach to life because when I watch my daughter playing, she's so in the moment. She is just having fun. She's not like, oh, when is this person going to come and hang out with me? Or when am I going to get to play that game? And when am I going to yeah. go play that video game? It's she's just in the moment and having the, the best moment. time and letting things just kind of unfold for her. And I'm really trying to approach life in the same way. And it's, it's, it is obviously a lot more fun. <laughs> so much more fun. And I think on the flip side of that, right, like focusing on, if you focus on the one thing that's going wrong and like these other 10 things are going well, yes. you will fuck up the other 10 things because you were focusing yes. on the one thing that was going wrong. So it's like, if all of these things are going mm -hmm. wrong, if you just find a few things that you can feel good about, you can just like turn the whole ship around because it's, it's just about how you yeah. feel energetically. It's uh, creating that momentum um, in your life. Mm. Mm. I too am really obsessed with the specific versus general manifestation because I mean, that's basically what happens with my clients. We kind of go from that specific to general journey. But it also reminds me of this conversation I had with Gina a few months ago. Do you remember, Gina? You were like, I'm kind of feeling like I'm not even trying to manifest anything anymore. Like, am I getting, am I getting bad yeah. at this? And I was like, no, you're getting really good. <laughs> because <laughs> I remember just thinking like, so wait, so I just focus on feeling good and that, that's all yeah. I have to do. 
It was almost like so simplified that you feel like you're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because all of the fear-based rhetoric has been like, you are doing it wrong. This is what you need to do to correct it. You need to buy this journal. You need to listen to this subliminal. You need to try this method three, four times a day. And all of that is just creating more stress and is a completely different energy than what you want to attract. And so sometimes I get people, and I'm sure you do too, Erin, who ask you all the time, like, what is the best method? You know, like, what what is the way to do it? And it's like, it depends on what energy you're doing that thing from. I think Mm -hmm. journaling, for example, has been from both energies for me. There have been energies where it feels just very general. I'm just writing in a way that's like putting me into a high vibration. Maybe I'm writing things and expressing gratitude for them. But then there are other times where I have to like try to like pimp out my journaling practice for manifestations. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, journal, let's go. I'm going to be specific. And I'm like writing it all down. And I think that that's what most people are getting stuck in the pattern of. It's like, oh no, something's not here. I'm not going to be okay. Like you said, they're believing in a future where their needs are not going to be met. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's always what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you could just realize that you're, you're always going to be okay, like you're okay right now. You know, exactly. even 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 mm-hmm. when it's not okay, you're still okay. You know, there have been times where I <laughs> yeah. really I really feel like I'm not okay. And I look around and maybe I've done a bunch of crying or whatever, and then I'm like, I'm okay. <laughs> right. And I have to remind myself sometimes that this is as bad as it gets. Like the feeling that I feel, that's mm-hmm. as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, any negative outcome that I could be in fear of is really just the fear of a feeling, just like wanting a thing to manifest. Mm -hmm. I just want the feeling. So I'm either craving a feeling or trying to avoid a feeling. And all of these are temporary. And when you make peace with that, then you just don't feel as much fear and you can just move forward like you said. But I think this is what people are like learning as they go through their spiritual journeys to like just release and accept and let go and just allow things to come in. Mm -hmm. I just, Mm -hmm. so in my money mastermind, I just gave them this exercise where I said, okay, for a little, like a brief moment, I want you to think about your worst case scenario because how I teach my clients, like the the pivoting thing, like, okay, what do you prefer? I always ask them, well, what's your best case scenario? Because that can really help you identify, okay, like if that went well, if this happened, you know, that's your highest timeline. But I said, let's think about Mm -hmm. the worst case scenario. And I want you to write, is it like, okay, I'm moving back in with parents. Like I lost all my money. Like what is the thing that really scares you? Now I want you to go into when, if that thing actually happens or happened, like what would you do next? What, what would be the, the thing you would do? Would it be, okay, I'm going to call my parents because I need help or I need to move back in or I need to like get a job. And if my business fails, like what is the thing that you would do? It will just soothe you into the safety and the knowingness that whatever happens, you will always have the tools around you to, to work through it. Even if it's not like something that you necessarily would want or prefer, there's always something that you can use to get yourself back on track or back in alignment. And yeah, it really helps people um, release that fear of the future. Mm, right. Because you can see a possible yeah, exactly. way out of that worst case exactly. scenario where most people are kind of hiding from that and they're like, I don't exactly. want it to happen. And, you know, I I can attest to this too. I think Sam and I both, I mean, I went through a few years ago, one of the hardest years of my life, especially financially. And it really was in that rock bottom state that my worst fears really did come true. And I was sitting there and I was like, well, 
I am going to get out of this, right? There is a way out and I'm okay. Yes, I'm unhappy right now in this given moment, but I am still okay. And in those moments, that's when I was actually opened up to all of the resources that I could not see until I got into that corner. And then all of a sudden, there was so much abundance in these other areas of my life that I just wasn't even looking at. And that's where, again, there was a gift in that contrast Mm -hmm. because the universe was trying to show me what I couldn't see when I had on those glasses that could only, it was like a 3D glasses that was filtering out, you know, all of the universe's gifts because I could only see through the lens of my Mm -hmm. human mind of what, what I was calling gifts, you know, whereas now I feel like I have this whole new set of glasses, new contacts. I can almost see like through walls and through just the 3D world of all of the ways that, again, the the universe is working out for us and all of the abundance and things like that. You know, and I think what happens to a lot of people when they are trying really, really hard, desperately to get out of this state of feeling like that nothing's working out is like Sam was saying, you pimp out your your spiritual practice. You're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to meditate all morning. And I'm going to get so many downloads. I'm going to channel all these messages. And then again, you're getting in the way. Um, and so I actually really want to ask you questions about channeling because I know that that's obviously something, you know, very true to your work. How did you get into channeling? And also, how do you know when you're channeling? Because I think when you're first doing it, you're like, am I just like telling myself the things that I want to hear? <laughs> you know, like, am I just yeah. eating the stuff that I want to to hear from the from the universe? So I would love for you to touch on that. So with channeling... I it really started to to kick off, if you will, when I was around 18 or 19 years old, where this intense spiritual awakening wow. started happening and I was in college. And I would just it's like I would just hear these dialogues in my head, right? And you're like, am I going fucking crazy? Mm. Like, what is going yes. on? Like what <laughs> what's happening? And then so what long story short, what happened is shortly after like all these things really just started hap- like weird things started happening to me. I stumbled into an LSD experience with one of my close friends. And that for me was just like, it was a total ego death. Like I died. I reunited with the entire universe. Just, I could just see all of my lifetimes happening simultaneously. I could just, Mm -hmm. it was just like, yeah, totally returned to source. And within that, like, Obviously, I knew I had to come back for a certain reason, but when coming out of that, all of my psychic mm. gifts were also blown wide open just because Ooh. sometimes when you when you tap into those higher levels of consciousness and you illuminate through just like the, the 3D template that maybe you were operating in, it just naturally opens you up to more of yourself. So that was like the start of mm. my gifts opening up at a higher capacity. But everybody channels, right? In some way, shape or form. Yes. And- it, it has to do with, like for most people, when you get in a flow state, so it could be you're, you're playing a sport or you are cooking or you're listening to music, something where your ego is out of the way and you're just in the present moment and then you will experience downloads or you will, ex- you will manifest this experience of a conversation. That's how it happens for mm. the average person. I would say being in a flow state mm. and because what happens is as you raise your vibration that information becomes available to you right information that's vibrating mm. at a high frequency it's not that it wasn't available to you it's just that because you were vibrating down here you it wasn't a vibrational match so you couldn't hear it or you couldn't feel yes. it mm. so when we experience these moments of like oh my gosh I'm so happy or like whatever right now and you're like oh I feel like something's talking to me. It's like you're hearing your higher self because you're vibrating now at the frequency of your higher self. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what that just made me think of? This analogy of, you know how dogs can only can hear that super high pitch exactly. but they can't hear it? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like that. Like all of a sudden mm-hmm. you can adjust your hearing mm-hmm. capabilities to hear this. Yes. That's exactly. I mean, exactly that. And I tell my clients all the time, it's like how you watched a movie when you were a kid and you missed all the sex jokes. And then you watched it like... <laughs> 15 years later and you were like um I didn't realize that the brother and the sister had a weird thing going on and it's just <laughs> totally. like it's like yes. that it's like the movie's <laughs> the same like the the movie always was what it was but you were at a different level of consciousness to be able to receive certain messages so what kind of mm-hmm. movie you thought it was when you were five <laughs> versus like 25 is very different. different and mm-hmm. you know I think also what you said too about how when you're in that flow state you receive the messages this really explains why a lot of people when they are like in the shower or engaged with something creatively. They just get those messages. But I think in our traditional society, a lot of people aren't giving themselves time to kind of, you know, just freely use time to do things creatively. You know, we don't have a lot of unstructured time. So -hmm. we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to really kind of tune into that. But it's crazy. I started channeling a little bit of my higher self earlier this year after breathwork sessions Mm -hmm. because that would Mm -hmm. just put me into these like, I have no idea what was happening. Like it was really creepy at first, but all I know is that I started asking myself questions. And Erin, I'm not sure if your channeling happens in this way, but I was literally just sitting on my bed and I asked myself a question in my head and then I started talking. And Mm -hmm. my voice and my voice sounded completely different. It was like, it mm-hmm. was so weird. And it had an answer for everything. It was like me, like in my head would be like, where did that come from? Like, what was that? <laughs> and, then, and, and then I would just like calm myself down again and then try again. I'd be like, what am I supposed to know right now? And then like the voice would just come again. And so I haven't been tapping into it as much recently, but I think you're obviously right that we all have this ability, but it's definitely self-doubt that messes with the frequency of these messages. And... I also Mm. want to integrate this piece on soul contracts and just like where you are in your journey right now, because most of the people that I work with who come to me, they are also galactic channels and they're, they're like awakening to that or their star seeds and that type of thing. And the question always is like, how, how can I expand this? Like, I just want to, I want to start channeling. I want to open this up and your higher self is not going to open the door to a different uh, dimension, if if we will, until you are in a, in a space to be able to handle that. So it has a lot to do with, um, this is like a little bit more advanced, but like your light body, how much light, the level or spectrum of frequency that you're able to anchor in your body at the time. So don't force it, right? Your higher self yeah. knows when the time is right to expand and open up some of these things for you because- what can happen is if you are not, if things are integrating properly, this is where people develop like schizophrenia and like all these other things when they start opening themselves up, just trust the process and let it move slow. And at the right time, more will become available to you. Well, it kind of reminds me of a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. like you might fall in love with someone and it's, it's kind of like rushing so through bad. it. It's like, okay, let's get married. <laughs> Yes, totally. It's like, well, let's get married and let's move in. And it's like, just, you know, take yeah. it slow. Let's just get yeah. to know each other. You know, it's kind of like that. One thing here, I'm. this is coming through as well, because even for me, there have been like points in my journey where I awaken to a different multidimensional aspect of myself. And for my human psyche, it was too much. Like it took 
weeks or months to integrate that and be able to be functional and normal because this is a human experience and we're still having this experience with people, you know, who are experiencing different levels of consciousness. So the human psyche part of you, you have to really make sure that it can handle certain things. So this feels like it's coming through because people are now like, hey, like, where are my gifts? Like, let's do this thing. Like, what is this going to open up? What is this going to happen? And just take it slow. I promise. Just everything is dropping in at the right time. You do not want to overwhelm yourself and it can create anxiety. It can can create so many other things if it's not properly integrated. So yes. hundred percent. Well, yeah. And you have to really ask yourself too, like what part of me wants to speed this up? Yeah. And why would I want to speed it up? Because on some level, the ego is believing speeding it up or receiving more of these these psychic abilities is better than than not having them at the level that you do. That's so interesting. Which is another frequency of lack again, right? And and the scarcity. Again. Again. It's true. Honestly, it's been one of those things that I'm like, oh, that's lack too. That's lack too. And you know what? It's actually funny because on the note of money manifestation, you know, one of my thoughts used to be like, I just want to be able to spend as much money as I want, like whenever I want it. And I was like, wait, that's also a vibration of lack. Because if you have it all, you're not wanting to just spend as much as you can. It's it's, That's also this, you know, this energy of of wanting to almost prove it or like you want to have so much of it that you don't even need to like worry about what you're spending. And so it's interesting to kind of tune into how many of those, like you said, Aaron, earlier, the in-between moments, you know, what is that frequency? What are you doing in between the journaling Mm -hmm. session and the meditation session? Because that was actually a harsh reality Mm -hmm. for me to realize because I was like, I'm doing all the things. Like, I don't get it. But then you realize, oh, I just yelled at my husband (laughs) um, because I was, you know, mad about that. And then I was yelling at somebody on the road because they cut me off. And, you know, you're frustrated about this. And I'm like, oh, it's because... Everywhere else, the other 98% of my day, I'm pissed off. Exactly. It's like you can do all these techniques. And what I tell people is that you are not manifesting things because you're doing the techniques. The techniques are helping you get in alignment. Mm. The things were going to come whether you did the techniques or not. You're just using the technique to help you align yourself more. And I think even sometimes people start to... um, develop this attachment to their manifestation techniques where it's like, oh no, because mm-hmm. last time this other really cool came through when I did it in this specific way and at this, you know, in this specific time and this, this, and there is no one-stop shop when it comes to manifestation. Like it just might not be time for something that mm-hmm. you're trying to force. It's not that you're doing anything wrong. The technique isn't working. It's just not time, which is also connected to the soul contracts and like these other things that you're also experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that reminds me, Sam, of the video you just released too. And we've talked about this with your attachment to places. Sometimes, you know, when we go somewhere and we have the best experience, we're like, okay, I need to go back there and maybe (laughs) I should move there. (laughs) It's like it's not the place, right? It's you. It's 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 you having a positive perception. It's you opening your heart. And obviously, when you go to new places, you're kind of like saying yes to everything. You're just so much more open. And so what the place is reflecting back to you is you. It's not the place. And we know that because two different people can go to the same place and have completely different experiences. Exactly. Yes. So the place is yeah. neutral. It's always you. It's always been you. And when you really open up to the realization that like you have you and you've always had you and you, you have control over the way you perceive things, then like you you literally don't need anything. And then you become that unconditional match for almost anything. Oh my goodness. I love that. The unconditional match. Wow. I love that. 
<laughs> that is incredible. Oh my God. It's so insane. I want to ask you a few more questions because we started getting into this at dinner and I did not have enough time to talk with you, but okay. you were like, you had asked me, do you think your audience is ready for aliens? And I said, <laughs> yes, yes, they are. And so obviously when you're channeling, I feel that you're talking to so many different groups of higher beings, right? There's the angels and then there's your higher self and then there's maybe other extraterrestrial beings. And so I'm so curious to know what it's been like connecting with that. Mm -hmm. And what are the most common messages or downloads you receive from them? Do you use these messages to help your clients? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you know which ones you are channeling? And I'm just, I'm just so curious to know more about this. So my channel is really integrated, meaning the communication can happen at any point. It's not like like for most people, they experience themselves like getting downloads and then maybe they don't get downloads. For me, it's just like this ongoing conversation they can drop in whenever. And I work with, mm. I have a core group of beings that I work with. And this is just based on the fact that these are higher galactic expressions of my own soul. So they they are my parallel selves. So if, if people mm. are wondering like what determines like, someone channeling Pleiadians and someone channeling Arcturians or like whoever you're channeling. It's just based on like these parallel versions of self, right? So I'm an Arcturian starseed. I work with the Arcturian council. I am on the Arcturian council. These are ninth dimensional beings. And then I also work with what we call Lyran beings and they are 11th dimensional. And then I work with the angelic kingdom and source itself. Those are like my core. And so when I'm channeling them, it's like, I can't explain it. It's I work very telepathically. So it just comes through in the form of a thought. And those thoughts hold a different vibration that allow me to recognize that it's not coming from like just myself, right? It's mm. like very clear. It's very fine tuned. The frequency of it is just like so rooted or so grounded in like these higher vibrations Love. that I'm just like, okay. And what happens is when you start working with different beings, you attune to their unique frequency. So you know who you're talking mm. to, or you just, they'll just tell you this is so-and-so. Mm. Mm. And I think the vibration that those messages really vibrate at is just love. Exactly. It's yeah. like truth it's and the love, highest form. You, the way you feel it in your body is different, which is why all of yes. us have the ability to use this emotional guidance system and discern anything that we are receiving, that we're listening to, that we're experiencing, our heart is going to allow us to filter through those vibrations. Like, is this in alignment with love and truth or not? And it just, you feel it in your body. Yeah. And so mm. I'm just curious, do you have a specific practice for kind of tapping into, or like you said, it's just kind of an ongoing thing. You're just kind of tapping in and out throughout the day. Um, if someone wanted to kind of connect with this part of them, would there be something that you suggest? With my clients, I teach a very unique set of channeling practices just because, especially as you're opening yourself up to all of these different beings and all ETs are not good. All of them don't have the best intention. So that's like a whole other conversation. But yes, there Ooh. are practices in place. There are things that I teach. So I teach a process or yeah, I teach a process of like learning how to open and close your channel before you get to a point Ooh. of being able to just kind of just like always have it integrated more so like how mine is. And it just allows you to set boundaries as the channel. So, you know, I am always setting the vibrational environment for the beings that I'm calling in, but 
truly, when your frequency reaches a certain level of purity, um, that is all you attract anyways. But for newer channels, I teach it in a certain way because there could be fear of like, who am I opening myself up to? If you have that fear, then you're going to get that reflection. So yes, there are, mm. there are practices and r- rituals and that type of thing that just make you intentional before you open up. Mm. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like literally everything comes from you. So if you are feeling fear inside of you, you will experience fear. If you are feeling love and abundance inside of you, you will experience that too. The reality really just is a mirror. There is nothing going on out there that isn't happening inside of you. And so I think all of us are just realizing on on our spiritual journey, of course, that we just have to go inwards. And it's, it's the ending of the outward. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. I'm going to change this. And just like letting all that go for now. And then just going on the inside and being like, what inside of me is just not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of my practices has been, you know, I always believe that the universe doesn't test you, it reflects you. So when I'm experiencing something that I don't like, and I feel like I've been doing all the right things, quote unquote, and I'm like, why is this still happening? I I go inward to figure out where am I experiencing that inside? Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm starting to be reflected back where honestly, there was a series of events where like my car kept breaking down and kept getting, you know, (laughs) rocks hitting my windshield and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, what is happening? I bought the I bought, you know, I did all these things. I cleared out my car energy and I was like, why does this keep happening? And I have really had to go inward and ask myself, like, where am I feeling Mm. chaos inside? You know, where is this energetic frequency? Like where, what's underneath all of this? And I discovered so much. Again, tuning into those in-between moments, right? So I have this galactic message coming through for everybody, if if that's okay. It's so okay. Okay. Yes, please. So for, because it just feels like a lot of people watching this you know, on the topic of galactic beings, they're wondering like, what's the purpose? What is this about? Like, are they they coming to take over? Like, why is this happening? So right now I'm channeling the Council of Nine and they're just a collective of different galactic races that work together. And Mm -hmm. the only intention and purpose that they have is love, right? Because topics like this can also bring up fear, Mm -hmm. fear of the unknown. And they're talking about how humans have Mm -hmm. been in this state of consciousness where they have been closed off from the rest of the galactic community. And this this contact and this intervention is really about helping humans move through the ascension process more faster. And ascension is just remembering that you are God's source. You are God's source. You are an extension of this infinite intelligence. There is nothing outside of you. There is nothing to fear. And that is their message. That is what they're coming with. Yeah. They're just saying, we we are here to remind you of this vast universe that you have been cut off from for so long. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I think we just, we always are just pinching. That's what Abraham Hicks says, right? We're just pinching ourselves off from the source. Yeah. It's always flowing. Yes. It never stops. We just get in the way, we pinch it off. And I love what you said about the fear of the unknown. And just to add to that, I don't think we fear the unknown. We fear the known right? We fear what we yeah. think is going to happen. We can't fear the unknown. The, exactly. How can we fear something we've never seen before, never known before? Exactly. We're actually fearing what we think is going to happen or not going to happen. And mm. they have this last thing and they're saying, you are all shifting from 
having a planetary consciousness, meaning you believe yourself to be this linear being who's living on this linear planet and like this is it. And you're shifting and awakening into your galactic consciousness, which is becoming quantum, becoming multidimensional, where you recognize that all of these existences are not outside of you, but more so happening inside of your own consciousness. And that's that's where the human collective is going. This galactic awakening, recognizing that you are not this one teeny tiny human self. This is one of your timelines. This is one of your experiences, but you will get to a point to where you can refocus your consciousness in a different timeline. That's what they do. They're, mm-hmm. they're calling it like time leaping or time hopping, right? And so yes. you are just expanding into your God self is what mm. they're leaving everybody with. Mm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, think, I think the best current representation of what you just said actually is that movie called Everything Everywhere All that's at Once. That's literally what I was thinking about. Yeah, that's yes, exactly I lo- That movie helped me understand, oh, like, it's just all simultaneously. Yes. Right? And so that's why I don't like talking about past lives because that almost insinuates that there is a past. They're but parallel. the past is... Right. Yes, they're parallel. There mm-hmm. is there is no there's no nothing outside of the now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a very shocking concept to most people. And I have to remind myself of that yeah. every day. There's nothing outside of the now. Everything is happening parallel. And so, wow, I don't know. That was just really mind blowing. <laughs> and to to explain, I know everybody's going super quantum now and like the quantum field. I want to explain the quantum field in like a very simple way that can help people speed up their manifestations. When you're watching TV, right, and you're watching a particular channel, you're like, oh, this is like my favorite show or whatever. And at a certain point, you decide, I don't want to watch this anymore. So I'm going to change the channel, change the frequency. So you change it and then something else comes on the screen. You watch something else. But it doesn't mean that what you were just watching is not still playing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that there mm-hmm. are infinite other channels that are still that are playing happening simultaneously. You are oh. just not tuned into the frequency of it. But once you turn the frequency, you get this new movie, right? This new image, this new picture, new characters in your movie, new people. But that former version of you is still happening, still playing out. And that is how I like to explain parallel realities. The the idea that there are infinite parallel versions of self and other selves happening in this now moment. But where you dropped into is based on to your frequency and your level of consciousness right now. Wow. Wow. That was so powerful. Because I, I, I understood that perfectly. That. I was like, <laughs> as you were saying that, I was like, yes, yes. Well, it's also like the radio mm-hmm. station, right? If you switch the dial, like like you said, the song is still playing yes. on the other channel. Exactly. Like tuned into it. Yeah, and I think this is going to reduce a lot of fear for a lot of people because when they're tuned into something like fear and anxiety, there's almost this notion of, oh, no, it's going away. Like if I'm not in alignment, then I'm going to lose it or like it's not going to come. And you're just like, no, it's just it's still playing like on a different channel. Like you're just you're just not tuning into it. And as soon as you do, it reappears. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be there for you. And the thing that you want is not lacking. Like when Mm, we focus on it's like, okay, what most people do with money. I look at my bank account, I see that I don't have this certain amount, so I'm vibrating that money is missing. Because I'm vibrating that money is missing, I'm going to continue to create a reality where money is missing. It's like lack 
just creates more lack. But yes. there is a parallel timeline reality version of you that has this specific amount of money that's being reflected like in your bank account. You have to tune into the presence of that timeline to become an energetic match to it and shift. But if you keep focusing on it's not here, it's not here. The universe is just showing you it's not here. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. focusing on your current environment, you're kind of behind the eight ball because what you're experiencing <laughs> yeah. right now, I mean, you really are. What you're experiencing right now is kind of like a culmination of like all that old shit. So it's like, that's where you are now. But if you want to go somewhere else, you'd have to, you'd have to change what you're thinking and focusing on because right. what you're looking at right now, it's, it's old news almost. It is. It is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a reflection of the frequency you had in the past. So now you have to flip that and, and tune into the frequency of the future version mm -hmm. of you, right? Absolutely. Yes. Oh my gosh. Karen, <laughs> you just, you've been blowing my mind. Um, there's been so many things that I feel like all the different versions of me have taken like little different parts of from. And so I'm actually yeah. so excited to go back and listen and just hear this again and just mm -hmm. take all those other messages. Mm -hmm. But thank you so much for just bringing your, your galactic wisdom from the beings. Um, they spoke so eloquently through you and I'm just so happy to have heard those messages. They really resonated with me. And then hearing your journey of transitioning from Wall Street and also going into, you know, really tapping into your creative gifts and knowing that you're going to be held and like trust fall into the universe yeah. was just so, was so beautiful for me. Mm, me too. I mean, we've both learned so much and, our, and I know our listeners will learn a lot as well. Then just the power, honesty behind your voice. I could listen <sighs> to you, you all day. <laughs> <laughs> There's just, you can sense a different energy when you speak and the things that are coming through you are coming from pure love and, you know, pure uh, consciousness and all of that, all the good stuff. I think one of our, our last questions that we always ask okay. all of our guests is, you know, what is a lesson that you have continued to spiral through in your life? Like a repeated lesson that keeps on showing up in your life because we all have that common thread that we keep seeing over mm. and over and we would love to hear what yours is is the recurring lesson the eternal lesson is love that love is here in this moment and going back to what we referenced about being unconditional it's not this person has to be perfect or this thing has to be this in in this particular way for me to embody love because love is our true state of being so i'm always pushing myself into higher capacity love? How can I embody more love? How can I hold more love right here, right now for exactly what this moment is? And I think that is what makes you this unconditionally loving being who can walk this planet as a master where everything that you behold is, you, you're seeing it through the lens of love. And that is what I aim to do, is to just be a being of this immense love, a vessel for this love that we all really are. And you are, and you are. So you are such a vessel of love. I remember when I met you, I just thought, that girl is glowing. Oh, my goodness. Like, no she way. has some secret ingredient, and it's not a secret. It's love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the secret ingredient oh, is love. Thank you guys it so much. Love. This was just radical. Oh, my gosh. Thank oh my you. gosh. I can't wait to release this. Thank you so much, Erin. We have to have you back So on. many more questions. We'll do it again. So many more. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank you so this was much. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. 
If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. Here's to spiraling higher.